Welcome to Midpen Sports Weekly, the only podcast covering all sports across the Midpen Conference. I'm Luke Brown with Draven Mercy on the phone, and we're going to get into playoff action um, here in all sports. State playoffs for the 1A part of football have begun, while districts are wrapping up across football. And field hockey and soccer will finish up this week in the state tournament bracket. And we talked to Sam Windick as well as Regan Eikhoff from Boiling Springs. Eikhoff the, uh, for field hockey and Sam Windick, the Central Dolphin girls soccer goalie. Um, both teams are competing for a, a spot in the state championship. And they, both teams play tomorrow in the semifinals, but so much action going on across the mid-pen, Draven. Oh, yeah. It's a, like like we say every week, it's a great time to be a mid-pen sports fan. Just, there's so many great teams playing in so many great things, and we're getting out of crunch time, where football is starting to wrap up, field hockey and soccer, they're all starting to end, so teams are really trying to zone in, try and get as big of a win, and try and bring home those titles. Yeah, absolutely, and then uh, who wouldn't want to bring home those titles? Because um, every t- every school now has opportunities to make history within their program, and a lot of teams already have uh, with some deep runs into the playoffs. And we're going to start off with, um, aside from playoff news, Carlisle's head coach um, for football, Brett Ickes, has stepped down from his head coaching role and uh, will no longer be the head coach of Carlisle football. Uh, it was on his own terms, and really when it came down to it, he uh, said to the Carlisle Sentinel, who published this story today, um, that he really just felt like, he. I think he said he wasn't doing the kids justice um, because he's tired, and he said that he loves the kids, and he loved the job, but he's really tired, Um and is looking to move on to something else. And that was Christian Eby, who wrote the article for the Carlisle Sentinel today, uh, covering the story. And, I mean, it's it's a big deal. I mean, 26 years with the program, 16 years as an assistant football coach, and he was hired as the head coach of Carlisle football in 2012. So after 10 years of uh, coaching Carlisle football, it will be much different this year. Driving you Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, just like anytime you make a big change, let alone one that's been there for so long, it's definitely gonna hurt. But I think I think it's better that he went out on his own terms than anything. That he was really able to say, Hey, I don't think it's fair to these kids that I'm just I just can't keep up anymore. I think it's really honorable what he did and I'm sure he'll be missed. Yeah, and he mentioned in the article that he, uh, I mean, you kind of have to love football if you're in that position, but but he loves football, and he um, he mentioned how he, he loved the job, and it's, as you mentioned, kind of honorable that he's uh, heading out on his own, on his own terms, um, because he had a great season. I mean, it's, it's a... Uh, I would assume kind of an addicting role to be in because you you fall in love with the position you you love the kids that you're coaching, um, but to walk away away from it is certainly hard. Um, and he coaches at 
coaches at Carlisle, teaches at Carlisle, um, and he uh, is coming off of a playoff year. Louis Shank at quarterback for Carlisle. Uh, Theo Mazias was certainly uh, an interesting story throughout the year. The kicker over at Carlisle, and they uh, finished up uh, sneaking into the 6A bracket for football. Uh, they finished 8 out of 8 um, for playoffs, snuck in, and lost in the first round to, I think it was Harrisburg that they played um, in the first round and uh, lost to the Cougars. But uh, overall, un- an unbelievable career for Coach Ickes and uh, looking forward to what comes next for Carlisle. Will they hire in-house? Will they uh, do a coaching search? I mean, they're a public school, but they're also like a main school in the area. There's a, there's some uh, really big schools in this area, and Carlisle is one of them. They're a historically sports town. It's a, it's a pretty big job that's coming, uh, and I'm really excited to see who they hire. Um because the, there's going to be some changing tides here for Carlisle. But we if, move if on. If it were up to me. Go, go ahead. If it were up to me. Sorry. No, 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 you're good. If it were up to me, I'd, I'd all ask for his recommendation. Yeah. I think if I'm Carlisle and I'm deciding who wants to be him, he might not have a true opinion, but at least, at least I'd give him the opportunity to kind of name his replacement if he really wants to. If he wants the ability to give him that chance. Let him like let him give a recommendation for who he thinks would be best for the job. Yeah, I absolutely agree. And when you have a guy from twenty six years of your program that he's dedicated, you ha- you kinda have to ask him, you know, who who Yeah. What what are your thoughts? I mean he this is a guy who has seen Every level of coaching. I mean, I'm sure there's more people that I'm that are slipping my mind, but I know Coach Oswalt at Cumberland Valley, who's the head coach there, coached under Coach Ickes at Carlisle before he went to Cumberland Valley. Um, so he's he's. I mean, and obviously Coach Oswalt at Cumberland Valley is great um, over there, and they had a successful season in the playoffs. As uh, they made it into the playoffs as well. Um, so it's really um, it's really awesome to see the coaching trees. I'm a, I'm, I'm a big fan of coaching trees um, because I like to see who's worked with who as well. And, uh, yeah, I mean, you're completely right that Ickes has, uh, has dedicated a, so much time to this program. They should ask him who, who they think or who he thinks uh, should be the next coach of the Carlisle Thundering Herd, who have a really bright future ahead of them. Uh, they're graduating a couple seniors this year, but overall, um, a good season this year, sneaking into the playoffs. And uh, it's it's certainly highly anticipated who's going to be that next coach. But uh, let's talk a little bit about the football playoffs. Um, and we'll start off with 6A. I got a chance to see... The 6A bracket, uh, one of those games play out. But first, let's get through the final scores. Um, and it was not Harrisburg, it was Hempfield that Carlisle uh, faced in the first round. Hempfield win- wins 30-14. to Cumberland Valley and Mannheim Township. Mannheim Township takes it 37-31 to 
as Isaac Sines and the Cumberland Valley were in the red zone with just like 10 seconds to play, and the touchdown uh, did not connect as Cumberland Valley uh, loses by six. Um, we go on to Central York and William Penn. Central York wins 51-44 to in a rivalry matchup that ends up in uh, just a touchdown's difference. And I got to see the Harrisburg versus Wilson game. Harrisburg wins 32-21. And uh, we begin with Harrisburg, who's now the lone Mid-Pen Conference team in the 6A bracket, as there was three teams from the Mid-Pen uh, in to start the first round, and Harrisburg is the only one to survive. Harrisburg really um, looked like they were in trouble in the second and kind of the third quarter. Uh, Wilson has a uh, heck of a quarterback in Tommy Hunsicker. Um, Cameron Jones, uh, very talented wide receiver slash running back for the uh, Wilson Bulldogs. But Harrisburg really took control in the fourth quarter. Uh, Kyle Williams is obviously something special. He had two touchdowns himself. Sean Lee, their quarterback, is, is a great guy over there as well. Harrisburg wins by 11 uh, and moves on to play Central York. Oh, sorry, sorry. That's Here. Right. My, my bad, I, didn't, I didn't realize when we cut in. All right. That's right. I mean, absolutely. This Harrisburg team is... I want to look forward a little bit. Now, Wilson was a very good team. And Harrisburg, like, like you said, they won that one. But now they face they face a very tough Central York team. Not to mention at Central York, that's that's a night game. Central York will show out for that game. Harrisburg is going to go into a very tough environment. I think it's going. I think it'll be a close one. I think Harrisburg can definitely do it, but they'll need to be on their A game, especially in this kind of tougher tougher kind of setting than they've been. And then in the other matchup, you have Hempfield and Mineham Township. You're, you have a one versus a five seed here. Manheim Township, a little bit of an upset over at Cumberland Valley. Now, you want to see if they can kind of keep the magic up. I don't think they can. Hempfield is a very good team. At home, I just can't see Manheim Township doing it. I think I think we see a Hempfield, and I think we see a Harrisburg. I think we see a Hempfield and Harrisburg uh, title game. Yeah, I... I uh... I I think that Harrisburg really has some good momentum with them uh, heading into this game after the win against Wilson. They had a home game against Wilson, uh, but that was probably their last home game, at least for the rest of districts, because if they, if they win this, then they'll likely go on to play Hempfield, who has put together an awesome season as well as the one seed, but I, I like Central York, really, I think, and uh, William Penn's another one of those teams that I got to see this year, um, but uh, William Penn is really, really special, they have Sam Stoner at quarterback, who's destined to play college football, they have Jaheim White, who's going to play at West Virginia, um, Central York is, is a team coming off of the loss of Bo Prabula, who's now at Penn State, um, and I, I like Central York because of the home game that they had last week. It uh, ended up being kind of a crazy game in the fourth quarter, and uh, they pulled it out. Their fans are obviously 
uh, present because they're on, they have two home games in a row in uh, the district playoffs. And I like I like um, Central York over Harrisburg here. Uh, but as for the other corresponding game, Mannheim Township and Hempfield, don't count the blue streaks out. Uh, they lost to Cumberland Valley the first time. They went back to visit them again and uh, and beat them in, in kind of dramatic fashion. Uh, don't count Mannheim Township out for that game. But uh, overall, yeah, I like Central York. But we get into the uh, 5A bracket here as... Uh, frequent podcast guest of ours, Timmy Bonin, has kept a an incredible story alive in Northern in the district playoffs. They upset Southwestern, the sixth seed. They upset New Oxford, the three seed. Their next opponent is Exeter Township, who's 11-0 and the two seed in this game. And not to forget that the seeding now that are still alive in this 5A bracket are 1, Solanco, 2, Exeter Township, 12, uh, out of 12, Cocalico, and 11, Northern York, which is absolutely bananas. Uh, But yeah, Northern York really putting together a a Cinderella story. I mean, yeah. Who doesn't love, like, one of these kinds of things? And like you said, uh, quarterback Bonnet, he's been on our podcast quite a couple times. Really appreciate him. He's just showed out. I mean, to beat the number six and number three on the road both times. Now, you have your toughest challenge yet. Exeter Township, obviously a very good team. But Cinderella's story, man, you you love it. The question is, how long do they keep dancing? And then Cocalico and Solanco. I think the most absurd part is that it's a one and a two and then an 11 and 12. There's no in-between. It would be it, – it's quite literally – the least two expected teams and the two most expected teams make yeah. part. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it's 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 really fun, and anybody who likes to see upsets, likes to see stories, should be rooting for Northern and Cocalico on Friday because uh, this is truly remarkable what they've uh, what they've put together. Because Northern just barely snuck in. Same with Cocalico. Cocalico is now an 8-4 and four team, which looks a lot better. But they finished just one game above 500, and so did Northern. Uh, both 6-4 and four to finish off the year. And uh, really, really special. And uh, if, if Northern, regardless of whether they win or lose, I'd like to talk to uh, Timmy Bonin, who's the senior quarterback over there, uh, a baseball player at heart as he's going to play at, uh, I think it's Merrimack, where he's going to play at the next level for baseball. But truly remarkable what he's done on the on the football field. Uh, let's get some rapid-fire field hockey as we talked to Regan Eikhoff today on the program, and she was uh, phenomenal to talk about everything um, from middle school and beyond with her field hockey career. Um but let's just hit here uh, 3A field hockey. Lower Dolphin coming off the 2-1 in overtime win over Great Valley. They head back to uh, Exeter. They are go- not playing Exeter. They're at Exeter playing Conestoga, who's also coming off a 2-1 overtime victory in the semifinals tomorrow at 6.30 p.m. Uh, Lower Dolphin putting together a real good season. Trevin. Oh, 
Lower Dolphin's scary. Lower Dolphin is just so loaded everywhere. I personally, I, I think they win. I don't see a team beating Lower Dolphin. That is how confident I am in this team. This team is scary on every aspect. I mean, Bridget Lawn, how many others have just been so incredible this year? I think we really need to show them that kind of respect. I think I, I don't see a team beating LD this year. Yeah, um, I, I, I really feel like they are uh, putting together a really good season. Uh, we owed a 2A where there's a 50% chance that we'll see uh, Midpen team at Cumberland Valley High School at 1 p.m. for the state championship uh, on Saturday because Mechanicsburg, coming off of the 3-2 overtime victory against Crestwood, faces Villa Maria Academy, uh, who's coming off of a 2-1 overtime victory, and Mechanicsburg will take their second consecutive trip to Governor Mifflin High School for that neutral site matchup, and Paul Myra goes to Governor Mifflin High School as well. It's a mid-pen doubleheader, uh, 5 o'clock and 7 o'clock, Paul Myra, off of a 5-0 to zero win against Twin Valley, faces Gwennon Mercy, who just played Northern, actually. Uh, Gwennon Mercy is... I th- they beat... Um, they beat Benjamin Rush, and I'm sorry I uh, stuttered there because it was unbelievable that Gwennon Mercy beat their first-round opponent 17-0, to uh, but they only beat Northern 3-1. to um, So they go to play Palmyra, who's one of the really, really, really good teams in this bracket. Uh, Hershey is no longer in this bracket after losing to Villa Maria Academy. Uh, but Mechanicsburg and Paul Myra both in the state tournament. And we... I mean, oh, sorry. Go, go ahead, Travin. I, I like Paul Myra here. I think Paul Myra... Now, Gwyneth Mercy 17-0-ing Benjamin Rush is something I, would, I was not expecting to see. That is one of the most absurd things I've ever seen, let alone in the playoffs. But I like Paul Myra here. Palm Ira of a 5-0 against Twin Valley. They're feeling confident. And I, I just I love Palm Palm. And then we have two teams that come out OT wins. We have Villa Maria and then Mechanicsburg. These two teams obviously they're drained, they're tough, and they're gonna go at it. I I think Mechanicsburg can get this win. I think it'll come down to how teams play in the first half. Because I think we've seen how a lot of these teams play later. I think it's going to be interesting to see how these teams attack each other right off rip. Which team gets the lead and if they can hold on with. So I think we'll see a Mechanicsburg Palmyra title game. Yeah, and uh, in the 1A bracket, it's Boiling Springs versus Central Columbia. The corresponding game is Wyoming area versus Ole Valley. And we're going to talk with uh, Boiling Springs' Regan Eikhoff about that game. Coming up right now. Here with Boiling Springs field hockey, uh, Regan Eikhoff, who's led the Bubblers to a 24-0 record and now will be competing for a spot in the state championship uh, this week at uh, on Tuesday as they'll face Central Columbia. Uh, Regan, it's a pleasure to have you on the program. 
Yes, thank you for inviting me. I'm super excited to talk about everything and what my team has accomplished thus far into the season. Yeah, it's been very impressive, and uh, you're in your senior season. How special has this run been for you as a senior? It's been super special. I think um, me alongside of the um, seven other seniors, I think there's eight of us. (laughs) I get a little mixed up sometimes, but... I think it's been super special because since freshman year, I mean, freshman year we made history with making it the furthest we've ever made it in the States, and then this year we made history again, and I think we've all kind of had that mentality since freshman year, like, we want to go big, and we want to make history again, and I think we have a really, like, a lot, a handful of determined athletes on this team, um, I mean, probably all 11 starters and everybody that's coming off the bench wants us to win states. I think that the team bond this year means a lot, and it kind of just speaks volumes for how great we've been doing this year. And uh, you mentioned how you look back on freshman season being very important for your mentality growing throughout your high school career. Is that kind of when you realize that field hockey is your sport, or have you known for a long time? Um, I actually knew field hockey was my sport in, it was seventh grade, it was right after our middle school season, and I was like, I don't want to, I I was between soccer and field hockey, and obviously you have to pick in high school, and my mom was the field hockey coach at the high school, and my sister played, and I was like, you know, I would much rather play field hockey, and then after that, I started pulling my friends along with me, like um, Jenna Bush, and Shay Bennett, and some others, and it was just kind of like... We've had that sisterhood since we were so young, and I think that helps us so much on the field now because we all respect each other so much and know what we're all out there fighting for. Like, you're not fighting for yourself. You're fighting for your team. Yeah, yeah, and uh, you're going to continue your field hockey career um, after this week, regardless of when the season ends. You're playing at Ohio State, which is obviously impressive stuff. What went into that decision to play uh, for the Buckeyes, and how has the recruiting process gone for you? Um, the recruiting process was definitely stressful. I mean, with COVID happening, I was home for maybe like a total of two weeks, um, not last time, but the summer before that, because I was just trying to get like to see every school and kind of see all of the benefits. And honestly, my um, official visit at Ohio State is what sold it for me. Um, the program that Jared Martin has created there and um, uh, Kate the assistant coach like it's just such a great um, environment and it kind of reminds me of Butler Hockey because they have a great sisterhood there and everybody wants to lift each other up and wants to see the others thrive Um, I had five schools on my list but then after I went on that official to um, Ohio State I was like this is the one and I mean now it's just it's been up from there what were some of the other programs that you visited and considered? Um, I was looking to Indiana, Delaware, Liberty, um, William & Mary. Those are just some of the other ones. Um, but Ohio State just stuck out the most to me. And uh, obviously you've played high school uh, as ever since freshman year, middle school. But it seems like a lot of people who are committing to big schools – the difference for them with recruiting is playing in club rather than high school. Have you felt like club field hockey has been the difference maker for your recruiting? What, what, do, you, what do you feel has been more important? I think it's a mix of both. Um, 
club jam hockey, you kind of get a different level of intensity. Like, as you saw in the beginning of our season, we were playing teams of being like, have nothing. And then at club, we go play teams like electric surge and they give us a run for our money every time it just it kind of builds upon your skill and you also get to play with some of the best players around the country like one of my best friends Avery Pollock she pushes me every day at practice she is one of the best players in the country and it's like just being able to compete with her but then at the end of the day we're, we're best friends so that really helps but also like my club coach without her I would not have been in like as far into the recruiting process as I was and so I think it's just a mix of both because obviously you get to bring your skill set back home and all of my teammates that play club as well we get to be introduced to different skills and different types of play and I think that really helps as well and uh, so we'll get into some of your uh, games that you've played throughout the playoffs and the game that's coming up and first uh, you faced some really good teams this season in the regular season, uh, as well as some really good teams in districts and states. How yes. prepared do you feel coming into this game tomorrow? Um, I feel extremely prepared. I think our team right now is on such like an emotional high. If I could, I think that would be the correct wording to say because like we've all played like very tremendously important roles it's not like the offense is doing this or the defense is doing this it's like it starts with Eva our goalie and then it works the entire way up to Jenna Bush our center forward like everybody has played an instrumental role and I think that helps a lot because nobody is like getting more praise than the other I think it's everybody working together has helped so much with that and we've played with some really good girl like we played against really good teams and we played some teams that aren't as strong but kind of being able to like test the waters in those games that aren't as good because you get to practice new corners and practice new positions and I think we're really prepared because we've proven obviously that we can hang with the best of the best but we have things to improve on every game as well and uh, finally my last question for you is regardless of when the season or how the season ends this week, um, you're a senior, as we mentioned. What yep. will you remember most from your high school career at Boiling Springs? Um, I think what I'm going to remember most are the best friends and the book that I've created. Um, they have my, my teammates. I would not be anything without them, and I definitely would not be going to Ohio State without them. I think the support and the love that we show one another, regardless of the outcome of a game or regardless of a decision that we make, like on or off the field, we're always there and we have each other's back. And I think that is the bigger picture above field hockey because – at the end of the day, field hockey is over in a few years. It's kind of like, what has it taught us? And I think it's taught us all to be like better humans and better friends. And that's what I will take away personally. And that's Regan Eikhoff from Boiling Springs Field Hockey competing for the state championship on Saturday, uh, playing against Central Columbia tomorrow in the Field Hockey 1A state tournament. We hope you enjoyed that interview with Regan Eikhoff. Now let's head into an interview with CD's goalkeeper, Sammy Winnick, ahead of their uh, state semi semifinals matchup this week. I'm with Sammy Winnick, goalkeeper for Central Dolphin, who has led her squad all the way to the semis so far. As they look to keep it going this week against Owen J. Roberts. Sammy, thank you so much for joining me here today. Thank you. What's your team's mindset heading into the state semifinals? I think we're really excited and we just got to keep 
focused on the goal and keeping the energy high. It's it's been a long season, so just grinding out these last hopefully two games is really important. Now, obviously, it's a tremendous feat to make it this far alone. What would it mean to you and the rest of your team to win it all? I think it would mean so much to us. It would be our first championship since 2008 where they won back-to-back. And I think it would prove a lot of people wrong about what they thought about us. Just since we lost so many seniors last year, just a great class last year. And I think a lot of people thought that maybe we weren't going to be as good this year. But I think we've definitely tried to prove them wrong. And hopefully this will set another precedent there. Now, you guys unfortunately lost the district championship. How important, how important has it been to beat other district champs to get to this spot? Can you repeat that one more time? Sorry. <laughs> you guys unfortunately lost the district championship, but how important has it been for you guys to beat other district champions to get to this spot? Yeah, I think it's been really crucial. Our seeding, actually, we have, I think we had pretty good seeds. We did beat North Allegheny, who was the district seven champion, and just proving that we were just right up with Mannheim, I think has showed a lot of people that we are just as good as them. Now, what's been the key for you guys getting so far this season? What's been that X factor, that main thing that's really set you apart from your competition? I think definitely not getting caught up in our losses and that district final that we were just talking about, like it was definitely very like taxing on us. We all really wanted that extremely badly. So I think not getting caught up in that and knowing how much potential we have, as well as like staying healthy. Again, it's a long season. So really keeping injuries away has been really important to us. Has there been anything super special to you and the team that's occurred lately? Something that's really pumped you guys up and gotten you ready for this? I think spending time together has been really important to us. And we've been having a lot of fun, like, you know, just playing soccer has been really good to us. But um, I think just having, like, just repeating last year has been so fun for us and just continuing to keep soccer fun and not get too worried about, like, the wins and losses and stuff. With that, what's been your favorite moment of the season so far? Has there been a certain team you just love to beat? Is there a certain, like, is there a certain save? Like, what's been the main moment for you? I think definitely winning against Cumberland Valley was my favorite moment of the season. We all wanted that so badly, and to beat them one nothing was just, like, such a good feeling because they're our rival school, and beating them was just, it was so good. Now, obviously, unfortunately, as much as we all may have wanted to, high, uh, high school doesn't always last forever. What's your plans after high school and after soccer ends? Yeah, so I want to continue to play soccer in college, but I'm not exactly decided where yet. But there, wherever I go, I hope to major in something relating to sports. Just I don't know exactly what yet. Like sports media or sports medicine? Um, probably sports marketing or maybe broadcasting, kind of like how you guys are doing. But I'm not exactly sure yet. It's pretty fun. I will. I'll admit that. I know. I like it. Yeah, I've been doing some of the commentating for the guys' teams when they were also in the state run and district run, and it's been a lot of fun. I really like it. So that's awesome. Well, thank you yeah. so much for joining us here today, uh, Sammy. Uh, good luck in your game this week. Thank you. We hope you enjoyed both of our interviews, and um, keep in mind that we'll have content on our website, which is linked in the bio of this podcast episode throughout the week, as everything is happening in Mid-Pen Sports right now, 
And follow our Instagram and Twitter pages at Midpen Weekly on Twitter and Instagram at Midpen Weekly for more uh, content throughout the week. Thanks for listening. We will see you next Tuesday on Midpen Sports Weekly for Luke Brown, Dravin Mercy. That's episode number 22.